Welcome to another episode of For the Love of the Cinema, episode 199. Jeez. I'm Grayson Maxwell coming at you from North Carolina uh, as one of your hosts. And who, who's joining me? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's me, Roger Stillian, and we're not in North Carolina. And Chris is here. Chris? I'm Christopher Bond. We're, we're playing so much Apex Legends right now. That's right. So for the, oh first my time, for the first time, Grayson's not in the studio with us. So for all the times he bitched about us playing video games during the show, he can do nothing about it. <laughs> I can, yeah, that's right. Nothing about it at all. But uh, I'll deal with it as we need to go, I guess. We'll, we'll just deal with it. I mean, that's all you can do. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How's your week been? What's well, good. I'm back from vacation. Apparently, you let Chris sit in my chair. I don't know what that's about at all. Listen, man. Hey, I couldn't stop him from doing that. There's only been, there's only been one other time my ass has been happier. We can't talk about that on the show. What? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Let's dig into that. I mean, literally. Whoa. No. Wow. no, we definitely cannot. Who's sitting in my chair right now? I am. And I feel I feel so sad and lonely my inside. Chris is sitting in. Wow, I will never sit in your chair. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's just such actually, a, Chris. Oh man. Chris sounds like he's the domineering force on this show by sitting in that chair. Oh wow, that's weird. Oh my! <laughs> Must be I a chair. Whoever's in that chair is a, whoever's oh, in that yeah. chair is a dominating force for sure. Chair is instant alpha status. King huh? of the castle. I don't right? know about that at all. <laughs> King of the castle. All right, guys. So, we got some movies to talk about today. Actually, we have a theatrical release. We do. That's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And we got one next week, too. We do. Oh, we have a I'm so excited for the one next week. Actually, so. I'm hearing really good things about that movie. So Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. This week, we're talking about Come Play Holiday, which is a Netflix. I'm so excited to talk about Holiday. And uh, The Mandalorian. Did you guys watch episode two also or just one? I didn't get to watch it yet. I didn't watch any of it yet. Oh. Dang, guys. Thank I thought we were going to do the first two next week. We, oh, well, I, I watched them already. I'll just oh. say fine. Today we're talking about Come Play and Holiday. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Show prep. That's right. All right. This is 199 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then the movies of the week. So, box office, what do you guys think box office did this week? Well, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it's kind of weird. It's very – I was going to say, what's number one, Roger? Tell me what you, what you It says The one. War with Grandpa. Where's yeah, that's the, super weird. Where's the new movie? Come Play? I don't know. That is super well, strange. Come Play's not here, and the, uh, the Kevin Costner movie – isn't here did that one come out yeah on friday yeah they, they both did which is weird because it says that right right below the the latest weekend it says focus features new chiller come play did 3.2 million yeah but it's yeah that's so weird huh. so i i just assume this is not right at all so which is odd for mojo because they're pretty i mean they're pretty is, on it yeah yeah Huh. Mojo's not right, but I assume Come Play and Let Him Go were number one and number two, and then a variable combination of War with Grandpa, Honest Thief, Tenet, Toy Story, Empty Man, all that fun stuff. It's kind of impressive that Toy Story made half a million dollars. I was to say. <laughs> like, who that's hasn't pretty, seen Toy Story? That's a pretty beloved know, movie. Though. Maybe, it's, maybe it's a thing you'd take your kids to see, right? Yeah, especially if, like, for parents that, you know, their kids haven't seen <laughs> They the need out of their house. Yet. Well, yeah. I would, assume it's a, I would assume a lot of kids probably... You know, I was thinking about that today with some like old Disney movies because I was thinking about, you know, if you showed imagine a kid today born today and when he's six years old, her he or she is six, seven years old. 
you show him a, mo- a Disney movie from like the 50s or 60s. How do you think they're going to react to that? It depends on the movie. A lot of those are still stellar masterpieces yeah. of my kid, movies. My kid loves her Disney movies. She watches well, Snow White, Cinderella, and all that, and she also oh, not, she watches. Kid, okay. She, she likes she, she likes the old uh, black and white Mickey uh, cartoon animation. She oh, likes yeah? that. Oh. Stuff, yeah. All right, fair enough. That's interesting. That's that's cool that your kids like that, Roger. What do you do? You know, you notice that your daughter latches on to anything that's kind of older. Not really. She watches old, um, like not super old, but stuff from like the early two thousands. Stuff that's on the that she sees on Disney uh, Disney Plus. Things well, that, like that. that would be older. That would be older. Yeah, right? yeah, I guess I, I look at it. Yeah, it's almost twenty years old. God damn it, that hurts me in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. It is pretty insane. Actually, well, I, I saw I saw the um the release date for Futurama today while I was scrolling through. Uh, oh yeah, dude, nineteen ninety nine, and that's when the first episode takes place too. Which is kind of cool. But I was yep. I was just thinking, holy crap! I've been watching this show for way too long, more than half my life. Same with South Park. Yeah. South Park oh god. Super old. Yep. Super super old. Yeah. <laughs> you see, a lot of stuff got uh, moved off of the uh, release dates. Grace. I did actually. Well, that's a good segue to jump, jump into. I told you that was going to happen, but so this, so oh, I got a funny story about. So there were I, I went to last night, Saturday night, seven o'clock, prime time, movie time. I saw at the photo local, that you took at the local AMC here. There was three cars in the parking lot, Jeez. and you know what's funny is I, you know, I I, I use my app AMC A list to get a ticket for uh, come come play, but. The funny part is I said, have you guys sold any tickets to Alita Battle Angel? And the kid looks at the other guy and goes, oh, I didn't even know we had that. Wow. <laughs> God. That's, That's not a good look. No, not at all. When I was uh, in, uh, I also went last night at the uh, the 7, it was what, 7.30 up here for our AMC. And uh, there were four people in the theater, including me and my wife. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, good, good times. I went Friday night uh, up to Marquee. Because I had to make a later showing, okay. and they had it at nine twenty, and it was it was just another couple in there. That was it. They another couple, and you by yourself. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> staring at them all weird. <laughs> well, like I was, all I was thinking was, don't turn around, don't turn around. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see. Don't turn around. They're all the way in the very top back corners. Like, nope, oh, ain't doing this. No, I can't. Believe, I don't know. Like, seriously, if this goes on for much longer, I, I mean. All, all like facts about AMC. All jokes about like AMC aside, like they are a company that re- that you know revolves around income, and they're just not making any income right now. Well, I mean, I don't think any movie theater is right. Well, like, I don't know. Some of them have. I mean, whatever one doesn't stay in business, when they bounce back, the other one's just going to reap all the benefits. Oh well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be a very long staring contest. I think so. Well, I mean, um, probably, maybe even a pissing contest. I who knows. I, well, I don't know. About There's that. no pissing contest against AMC, is there? Uh, not not in this country. No. <laughs> and they're basic. They're the only big company open right now, like big yeah. company. Yeah. So, so the more well, I see the trailer for um for De- uh, Death on the Nile, I get more and more excited for it. And I just saw that it was removed from the yeah. From so release date. did you? Uh, I'll bring it up. I'll segue to the next piece of news here. Um, the December slate basically got wiped clean. If you didn't see that, Grayson. I didn't, but I'm 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 looking at first showing the one that we always use, and News of the World, Soul, and Wonder Woman are still there. Yeah, but Free Guy and Death of the Nile aren't. 
That's true. Oh. Well, Death in the Nile is no longer. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Greenland still in VOD. Yeah, Free Guy. I see. I see a line through Free Guy and Death in the Nile. You're right. Yeah. You're, There's you're a right. whole handful of stuff that's moved off of there. Hang on, I'll pull it back up. I just, of course, I changed it. Ah oh, no. Um, it looks like Fantastic Beast moves off its November 2021 spot. That's a whole uh, year they removed that. Yeah. Well, Tomb Raider two. I like, can't film it. Oh, all right, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, uh, another thing. Did you see Jurassic Park Dominion wrapped, finally? Yeah, I did. 40,000 COVID tests they distributed for that movie to get wow. it cleared. Wow. 40,000! Wow. So, so we, have to, we have to do test two. So, here's the thing. We, everyone in the office gets, gets tested on Tuesday and on Friday. And everyone on set get went. So, we, we, we start shooting on Thursday. All the set crew get tested every other day. Well, yeah, because and, they're in more direct and they, to, more and, and they have to choose. They also have to choose between a Saturday or a Sunday test. Like they have to go in and take a test. So not only do they have to go in and take a test, they get paid for that. Of course. Well, I so, mean, I mean, that's, that's just like, talk about budget you have to add. I mean, they have a whole, I mean, this, what I'm, I mean, I'll talk about it as we get further into the, 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 you know, probably no November, but, Oh my goodness! They have okay. So for for instance, they have one of the one of the kids who's on the COVID team has to walk around every thirty minutes and wipe down all the doors. That's his only job: wipe yeah. down all the door handles in the office every well, thirty there's minutes. A, there's a lot of large companies that have people that do just that yeah. right now. Period. So thirty, but thirty minutes though. Wouldn't that wouldn't it make more sense to just I don't know to always just be on a cycle with that, or you know, have different people man in different areas. And well, they, it might be a cycle. It's okay. hey, I start here, then go here, oh, then yeah. go here, oh, and there's two or three people in a loop in that time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but it's it's pretty crazy. Um, there. Oh, <laughs> this poor kid. I don't. This poor kid's back is going to be gone by the time we're done with this. But so a kid has to walk down all the hallways, and he has to spray the floor and wipe the floor. <laughs> Oh man! Get that dude a sweeper, Christ! Leave him alone, I, dude. That poor kid. I just... Oh man, his back is going to be killing him by the time the show is over. But oh my goodness! Um, one other big thing: if you didn't see Disney move Soul off, oh, of did they? November twentieth. Hmm. November. Oh, it, it says December twenty fifth still for 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 showing. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't have it. So, I mean, look, this, this is going to be a very slow Thanksgiving. Although, to 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 be honest, I feel like. Freaky might actually do some business because Freaky, that trailer is like I'm seeing it on social media. A lot of people like on Twitter talking about it. So maybe, you know, the whole it looks funny. Vince Vaughn's, you know, it could be funny, maybe enough to get like, you know, a decent 10 to 15 million opening weekend. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going to get locked down again. So who knows where this goes? (laughs) That's what they're saying. But, you know. America. <laughs> I get certain things. Anyway, so yep, that's pretty much so. That's what's coming out. Um, nothing has changed except for the stuff moving off the slate. Now we have two huge deaths this week that we have to talk about. Uh, one really hits me home because I love so many of his movies. John Connery uh, is no longer with us. He's he's gone. And Alex Trebek. <laughs> I laugh because Roger said, Roger, what did you say that was funny before we first? Yeah, the, the nemesis. Alex Trebek's mortal nemesis from Celebrity Jeopardy, Sean Connery. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, po- po- poetic. But both men versus Daryl Hammond. <laughs> Some both of- men are pretty legendary in 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 this in the in the entertainment industry. So it, it, that's that's a huge loss, you know. I mean, Some of my favorite movies are Sean Connery movies. Sean Connery was ninety years old. 
He looked every bit of 90 years old. The shocker in this, though, is Alex Trebek was 80. Dude didn't look a day over 60. Nope, not at all. And he had stage 4 cancer. God yeah. damn. Champion. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny? Champion. I, I read a story about I read a story about um um Sean Connery today that when he was Did shooting Grayson? Uh, when when they were filming The Rock, Michael Bay tried to give him direction and and, and he just stopped Michael Bay in his tracks and said, "Why don't you go blow up a bridge or something?" Yes, hilarious. <laughs> True story. I mean, I sent you guys my That's favorite awesome. Sean Connery when he in the from the rock where he busts open the window and he's like, Womack, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's my Why favorite am Connery line. Why am I not surprised? Piece of shit. <laughs> that, that that was a good Sean Connery voice too. Good for you, man. Uh yeah, that's the those are some big losses, I think, for the industry. People like definitely household names. Yeah. Uh, so you know we lament the, the passing of them. So we our best goes out, our prayers go out to them and the or the families and people who are missing them for sure. One of my greatest guilty pleasures is uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I love that movie, dude. I love man. Jason loves that movie. Yeah, that's one of my because you know why I love it because there's like there's a scene in there where for some reason Connery is on guard duty right before they go down to the for the final assault and like he is an old he's like an old warrior waiting to die and a wolf walks up in the snow all like you know artsy and digitally yeah and like digitally. He, points, he points his rifle at, at, at the wolf and then like this whole scene goes by where they where neither one does anything and then and then he realized and then the wolf just puts his head down and walks away and sean and connery like acknowledging the fact that they're both just old grizzled warriors waiting to waiting to find a death which is all quartermain was which is what his character Quartermain was waiting for the whole movie anyway was a yep. good death. That's that's one of the scenes that like has stuck with me since I saw it in like 2004. I really love that movie actually. Yeah, you talk about it too much. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate nope. that, Roger. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, so let's we'll talk about some trailers, guys. What do you? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have to be on. All my life, I love this trailer. I am so excited for this movie, Jessica Roth. Falls in love with the guy who then gets cancer, and then they have to deal with that kind of fallout. Man, I was—I got to admit, when I was watching this trailer in the theater last night for Come Play, I shed a tear. Oh my god! And I was so happy. No one could like everyone. Everyone, the the the, the, the couple behind me was was sitting way behind me. There's no way they could have seen it, but I was damn near crying because that just—it got me, man. I'm just. You know, art is the replication of the human experience, and a lot of people go through that. And, like, I can just imagine what that's like to finally get the love of your life, find someone, and then just lose them to cancer. I, I just – I cannot imagine. Hey, we don't know. We don't know if she loses him. True. Don't know. Spoiler. I would – you want to bet that he's not gone by the end of that movie? Listen, mm. we just don't know. Yeah, you, can, you can't make those bold statements. I definitely can't because he's definitely going to go, man. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> banking on this guy dying. Yeah, right? That's hard. <laughs> He's going to be mad if he doesn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't die. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's more – I think it's going to be more impactful. I, I can – wherever the story I think is going, I think it's going to be more impactful if you if he's yeah. – So what did you think of this, Roger? Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I might disappoint you, Roger, but uh, I actually feel the same way I, about this trailer as Grayson does. I, it's, yeah, Chris, I, yeah. I actually got emotional watching no. the trailer. No. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's my time off. Maybe I'm feeling a little, a little outside myself. But I did actually really like that trailer, and I was I 
felt like it was an emotional trailer. They did a good job on that. So I want to make a comment. I didn't dislike this trailer. I don't care about this trailer in any way, though. Yeah. So apparently I, I wasn't touched emotionally like you guys were. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just seems like it might it, it might be a little more well written than the other movies that Grayson has forced us to watch in Doubtful. this genre. Doubtful. <laughs> I don't know. Right, we'll see. Jessica Roth is pretty good. I mean, she's above average, I think, for for like younger females. But I mean, Happy what, Death Day. That's what she's got. And you know, she's got a couple. And she got that one with the the country song with the boy that doesn't want to lose the phone. Do you remember that? I've cut, or country love or whatever it was. I don't remember what that was, but. I have no um, idea what you're talking yeah, about there. <laughs> yeah, you remember where where he 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 leaves, becomes a famous country singer, he, and then he's he, they 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 have a daughter he doesn't know about, and he comes back and sees the daughter. You you remember it? I do not actually, but let's go. I remember it. <laughs> That's going to be seared in my brain forever. I'm never going to forget that movie. I love that movie. Was it Jessica um, Rowe? Rowe? Yeah, Jessica yeah, Rowe. I forget what it's called though. Forever, forever strong, or forever country. I don't remember what it's mm, called, but let's see. Watch it's one of those. I thought she was. Uh, What's it called? Tell me. Hang on. Hang on, man. Don't rush me. <laughs> I don't know why I went to a Wikipedia instead of her IMDb, though. <laughs> That's... Uh, I like that. Let's see. Uh, I don't know, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff she's in. There's the All My Life. There's something else called Body Brokers. Valley oh. Girl, Juveniles, Forever My Girl. Yeah, for, for my girl, that's it. The one where he's a guitar player. Yeah. That is um, nothing like you said the title was going to be. I, I thought uh, forever something, forever something. <laughs> I don't know. One of, one of those. Um, you know, I'm really excited for it. I got to be honest. I'm really excited. Now, what about the other trailer, Parallel? I I watched a couple of trailers. This one looked like the most interesting to discuss. Yeah. But I'm not as excited for this one as I probably should be. I like the idea mm-hmm. of Parallel. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out because I think it could be really well done or it could be a terrible piece of crap. Yeah. My only concern is the fact that there's no actor in there that's like known, I don't think, that I saw. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like I'm not – I was looking for that and there's not anybody. So, you know, it's kind of like Come Play we're going to talk about in a minute. Like you know that Come Play was a throwaway movie because there's just no – I mean there's no one in it that – you know, they couldn't track anybody. But – just the dad we wanted to recognize in that one. Well, the the mom was from uh, Community. Oh, okay. I know that. Hmm. But oh, was she? I didn't. I couldn't recognize her for love of money. So I had nothing. I had no idea who that was. But so uh, yeah, so parallel. Uh, you know, some some kids there. Some people rent a what is it? Rent a house, and then they find like a secret staircase behind one of the walls, yeah, and then they find like, a, a, find like that Geico commercial where they're upstairs <laughs> with the creepy dolls. You seen that thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. And then they find a, a mirror where they can go into and like see past forms of themselves, and it's just—I don't know how I feel about it. Truth be told. Yeah, it's weird, but I'm here for it. So, I mean, I it looks mean, interesting. So we'll see how that shakes out. I think the idea it's, behind it yeah. should, be, should be pretty interesting, but again, though, this could be one where it's like a good idea, very badly executed. But I mean, we've watched some low-budget stuff lately that has been pretty decent. So, if it's what we got to do to get a new original thing, I'm here for it. So. I'm all about new stuff, like regardless of how we have to get it. But I mean, I just want more stuff to come out. I've I've been having a great time this week watching streaming. I've been I was um, what do you call it? Qu- quarantined in my hotel room for several days before I moved into my apartment, and uh, it, I just was watching stuff. Um, just tons and tons and tons of movies. Like I probably watched like thirty movies in six days. You know, 
Jesus, man. I know. I cranking them out, man. But a lot of those were, I mean, I watched Kingdom of Heaven again. Like that's, that's, I, it's a shame we're not going to get more big budget, huge epics like that for a while. I've always, every time I see Kingdom of Heaven, I always like stumble upon it and like look at it for a minute and go, man, I actually want to watch this. And then I don't. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You know, I funny, one of the guys that dies early on is a Jamie Lannister. <laughs> I just, I just, I just saw that. I got, I didn't know who. He, obviously, I didn't know who who he was in two thousand five. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. But no, I've been watching a ton of movies like this week. It's just been nothing but movies. But. Well, I was on vacation. I had a uh, buddy of mine who I haven't actually seen in person for like three years. Stopped by. He was in town for the first time in a while, and I made him watch uh, Palm Springs with me. There you go. Yep. Spread the Bronx, The Palm he, Springs love. He loved it. Good. Absolutely loved as, it. As he should. I want to find someone that doesn't like that right? movie. Not even love. Just liked. Yeah, he was dying laughing. So that was You'd good. be hard-pressed to like find someone who's like, eh, I watched it, didn't, didn't care for it. Like, um, I, I don't know about you, man. I don't know about you. But it is what it is. You know, it's like, that's such such a good movie. I, I keep seeing like that on my Hulu and like, maybe I'll give that another watch. Maybe watch it again. Trust me, it's still hilarious. Still, J.K. Simmons never disappoints. Like he's one of the few actors that, like, anytime I see him, I know I'm gonna love it, like 100 love it. Yeah, all right. I think that's- let's talk about some movies. You want to talk about Come Play first or Holiday? Uh, let's get Come Play out of the way if you don't mind. I don't know. I'm. I was hoping you'd say that Come Play is, of course, a horror film, a horror thriller. Uh, came out October 30th, the day before Halloween. Directed by Jacob Chase. Also written by Jacob Chase, and we have Azzy Robertson, who is actually, Oliver's actually, that guy is a pretty good young young actor. I got to say, I was really impressed by him. Uh, Jill and Jacobs is Sarah, and John Gallagher Jr. is the, the father of Marty. Marty. So, Roger, take it away. Who is Larry, and what does Larry want? So, Larry's a weird, creepy monster, and I'm not entirely, so that's okay. So, uh, uh, let me give you the details of this movie first. I'll give you the real short version, then we'll dig into it. So uh, this movie is about uh, young Oliver, who is uh, an autistic kid who spends a lot of time using technology, tablets, and that sort of stuff. And he basically encounters a monster who's stuck in the digital world, basically. I mean, it's a fair way to say it, right? Uh, Yeah. And Oliver's pretty lonely, and he ends up, Larry tries to be his friend. And one, that's not cool, Larry. (laughs) Rude. Uh, (laughs) Rude. But, but yeah, the short version of that is what goes through with a uh, kid who struggles to communicate and is probably pretty lonely um, when he meets somebody who wants to be his friend who is not a good person to be friends with. So that's the, the short Here's, version I get. That, but, like, you know what? This, this movie, for, like, all of its – most of it being boring and very predictable, it, 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 it had a couple of very surprising moments. No, I will say it had one surprising moment. One, but we'll get to that in a little bit. What did you guys think of the overall of the overall horror movie package for 2020 Halloween? Um, movies over the whole. I mean, I don't know. This movie's well, fine. I don't think it's scary. Right, yeah. let, let me ask you this, because one movie that we also were kind of eh, not really scary on was The Nun. I thought The Nun was scarier than this. Well, yeah. Well, The Nun was just full of jump scares. Where this movie had like the fake out jump scare thing, where like yeah. it was building them and it never happened. Yeah, so. which which I'm okay with that. And this movie did a good job of, be, of being creepy in some points. Oh, it's, it's definitely it, creepy. It did that. It did that kind of well. But 
my so I have one big issue with this movie, and I think that this is one of the the monster movies because it's fair to say this is a monster movie, right? Yeah. I so think it's fair. Yeah, so this is one of the this is a monster movie that I think it hurt itself by showing so much of the monster. I think if you have less actual showing of this thing and what it looks like, how it moves, and all of that, I think that you get a a creepier and a scarier movie with a little more suspense built up for those like those jump scares and fake jump scare moments because. Well, once you get used to this thing, it's no longer a scary. You're just waiting to see the next scene that you can see it in. Well, I think part of that is, too, is it's PG-13. So I think you have to take the scaring down just a little bit. Because a lot of people, if you scare them a bunch of times, they'll start swearing a lot. Because <laughs> I know I would. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of violence in this movie besides Marty getting his ass whipped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think I think that's really it. Yeah, you get a bunch of stupid people in this movie too, though. Well, well they, they make well they make see they make decisions that horror movies don't often make. Chris, now I, I want to circle back to you in, in a minute. Of see, I think the opposite. I think the more you saw Larry, the better it was. Okay. I know that's not like a common uh, opinion among people in horror films, and I, I have my reasoning. But before we get to that, it's this movie did some weird stuff. For instance. Instead of, you know, the Invisible Man, the whole time, everyone thinks she's crazy because no one sees anything, of course, other than what Adrian wants them to see. Yeah. But in this one, for instance, when the kids sleep over, you know, they're they're teasing Oliver and then something happens is all the kids see it. So it's only a matter of time before the truth comes out in the story. Sure. You know, the truth, has to, the truth eventually has to come out before we, we, we move into the third act. That has to happen. So I knew that was going to happen. And the mom witnesses it and the dad witnesses it. So like... That doesn't often happen in these kind of films where, like, everyone understands. What yeah, everybody knows what's going on or at least has a semblance of something is wrong. Yeah, yeah that doesn't that always happen. There's a lot of scenes. For instance, when he has the – when Oliver outside of the, the ticket booth has, the, has the, the piece of construction equipment that lets you see how far away something is, I think yeah. that was a huge missed opportunity for a, a really good built-up scare. I think that was a huge missed opportunity. Um there's there's a lot of very missed opportunities in this one. I felt too. But well, yeah, no, I think it's because they had to limit what they can and can't do because of the PG thirteen thing. And I also think too, whenever you bring kids into a horror movie, you can't really have a whole lot of real bad stuff happen to kids because people don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a kid with a disability. However, a quiet place does that, don't they? They uh. They te- they terrorize the kids. Yeah. They don't actually really hurt the kids. well i thought i thought in a quiet place they lose one don't they no. no both the kids i mean both the kids might not be alive in the quiet place too when it ends but they're okay, both yeah, alive in first by the end of the first one they're everybody's accounted for okay. except dad oh yeah spoiler yeah. dad's not home <laughs> <laughs> well that's a spoiler from two years ago so that, that that's okay um so it does some so there's a lot of time i also think this was i think this was probably shot recently and i'll tell you why because there's a lot of time spent, like, for instance, where the dad works in the, in the ticket booth, there's a lot of time spent there. There's a lot of time spent in the house, like, without scenes, without large number of people, without extras. There, the focus of the movie is, like, individual people in individual rooms or houses or ticket booths. Well, yeah, I think you what know? the biggest scene in the whole movie is when the first time they're at the school, right? Yeah. And he's talking with his aide and he tries to do the multiplication. I think that's the most you ever see people on the screen together and it's just because they don't if you notice they only use two shots so i think they wanted to get 
they wanted to make the classroom, of course, look as populated as possible using the least amount of kids as possible. Yeah, just a couple of kids in a row, and it makes it look like a full full go. Yeah, I guess um, I could I could see that. Yeah, I'm not sure I dug so much the the I'm not sure I dug the whole rift between the kids thing. I thought that was kind of a kind of a plot point that didn't have to happen. Well, so that's you know, uh, that's something that I had brought up a lot um, because. The one thing me and Chris were talking about before we got on with you is how old do you think uh, Oliver is supposed to be here? Because I don't really have an idea. And we're, we're a little bit differing, but only by a couple of years. But I think that makes a big difference when it's involving kids in school. Because... I, think he's summer, I think he's seven or eight, right? Okay, so That's I thought I he might too. actually be a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think the difference between a seven or eight-year-old and a uh, nine or ten-year-old is a big difference in kids sometimes. I think so, yeah. Though, so I guess I don't know. I mean, the, the one issue I have with the other kids in general is everybody knows this kid has autism. And, I mean, it's 2020, man. You have to at least – your kids have to have somewhat of attention of like, hey, we can't do this to this kid or there will be serious repercussions. Yeah, so, I agree. Like I was waiting for the – like Roger said, I was waiting for the fact that we, we, we were focused on Oliver who's a young kid. I was waiting for those story beats to like to matter. And I don't think they did a whole lot. No, I think yeah. they did it. I think they did justice for him on the spectrum, though. I think he did a really good job yeah. at portraying that and the struggles that one parents go through with communication. Period. Um, so that's definitely pretty accurate. Now it's it's terrible that we have to see that in a horror movie, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so is life, I guess. Yeah, I think no, I think I think the boy that played Oliver did really well, and you know from everything that I can tell, like, you know, emotionally, like a lot of, like a lot of the, the facial expressions that he gives, I think they're all very good. I think, you know, he did very well in that role. No, I, I think he definitely nailed it. I mean, I was impressed with that. I was impressed with um, the kid who was in wonder Roger. Do you remember that movie as well? Yeah. I was really impressed with him. Although Matt, he's been in several things. I mean, oh, he he's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> he was a good life. Um, yeah. Being, or yeah, being back <laughs> forgot about that yeah um we so what did you think let me ask you this as a as a pg-13 what did you think of the monster larry like just as give me your overall thoughts of of them crafting larry as a as like a ghost entity um i mean me personally i was kind of indifferent to it i wasn't super surprised by anything were you guys I, i i i wasn't i wasn't like crazy about larry you know why because just like those slashers from the 80s and so many horror movies we get larry didn't really follow any like rules i was about to say i don't know what the rules of larry are but it seemed like it like there were none like i didn't know what he could and couldn't do he seems extremely supernatural at some points other times he seems very limited by by the physical world so as a little back and forth on on actual like the way larry interacts with you know the cast and the and the world that the setting that he's in but i think imagery wise i think they did a pretty good job at larry there's a there's this there's a scene where he's in the bedroom looking for the boy and like you get to see up closes of his of his of his appendages of like his feet and his mm-hmm. hands he looks moist Ew. and it just looks it looks gross and unsettling and like the fact that his toes he's at like six of them and they're all curled and just nasty looking i like the way that that they made him look they did a good job on that in most scenes other times, though, when you can only see them through the lens of the cameras, 
he looks really grainy. I think they did that on, I think that's also by design because they could kind of not have to go into such harsh detailing on the CGI and probably save some money with that way sure. too. Well, so one, one question I'll pose, and I don't know how, how spoilery you want to get for a PG 13 horror movie. And I don't really want to want to break it too much, <laughs> but the rules of Larry are a big issue. I mean, especially knowing what happens at the end of this movie, what happened to Larry? Well, that's just the thing is like, I mean, is that a fair question to ask? I think it's a fair <laughs> question. I, I, I'm not, I don't spoil what happens, but like I, when you're watching the end of this movie, I'm just like, so now what? <laughs> you, know, you know what I was waiting for is when, is when a character is watching two characters and in, in, in interact. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was certain when he put his phone down at his side, we were going to see Larry right behind it. I, I was certain we were going to see something else. Yeah, but we didn't. I mean, that's that's the thing. So I I I didn't mind how this movie ended. Mm -hmm. I thought it was actually a decent ending for as much as the movie wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm looking at the end of the movie, going, huh? Okay, I don't know what else happens here. Yeah. So like, so I so I want to go off the the ending of the the movie. I want to talk about that for a second. Sure. So are we okay with like that's the way everything breaks down? I mean, like, like what actually? I mean. We don't know. The kid gets to play with his mom all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, like in essence, they have a, they almost have a better relationship now than they did, you know, like when everything's happening. In yeah. This movie. So I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, I don't know how this, <laughs> the ending of this movie, how it shakes out. Like, I don't know if it's better or worse. Or yeah. <laughs> now, however, I will be honest though. It wasn't the kind of ending that I had thought was going to happen Same. so that was semi-refreshing however i don't think it helps this movie overall you know what i mean if we're so when i said i was really surprised by something that happened what i meant was in the ending when they're in the forest or sorry where they're in the field and he's extending his hand to oliver who's almost going to take it because he's, he's kind of in like a like a trance kind of thing yeah. is the mom's not yelling all of a sudden just out of nowhere she just extends her hand and take like it's very artsy, you know. It wasn't a mental moment of clarity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was kind of like it was kind of artsy, and it wasn't like horrorish. I I was very surprised by that. How she just like I mean, can we, can we talk about the battery life of the kids' Galaxy S four, right? I mean, good lord. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's make more of those. Yeah, I think he's got an S four active. That's you know right, what I mean? Buddy. Damn. So about that that handout scene, um, I think that some of the best, uh, the, some of the best imagery that I've seen in a horror in a horror movie in a long time though. Like what happens, what happens shortly after that, they, that was a very, very, very cool thing they did with like, just the way that you see the mother for, for a few seconds, but very good, very well done. It was, I think it looked very creepy. So I was happy with that. So let, I me, agree. let me ask you guys a, a question here. So we keep saying a horror movie. Do you think this movie really is a horror movie or more of a suspense movie? I, 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 I think it's more, and, yeah, I was say just because of its PG thirteen layout and the way that everything breaks down, it's more of a suspenseful monster movie that yeah, is a see, horror. Movie. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. It's it's definitely because I guess the only reason it's technically a horror movie is because there is a supernatural monster. I guess, but I think to me this is more suspense because that's the one thing this movie does decently well is build up suspense mm-hmm. to something happening. Now, a lot of times the payoff really isn't well. Hell, it's not really ever scary, yeah. um, which is a problem for a horror movie. But, I mean, they do a decent job building it up. You so. know what is kind of scary? What's that? The horror apartment that the dad's in. Oh, yeah. That thing looks just run down and trashy. Like, he's living underneath of some 
some like sandwich shop in the middle of the city. Oh, so here's a, here's a real question: What's Dad's actual job? Yeah, well, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, <laughs> I mean, clearly he does some sort of like general contracting work or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, and well, also overnights at a, uh, <laughs> a pay a pay parking lot, which which she doesn't appear to work at all. Yeah, but here's so, the here's the uh, thing though. Yeah, that, that, that ticket booth is in the center of a parking lot with no way to stop people. No one's paying that ticket. Just drive away. No one's paying that guy. Nothing's funneling them to that spot. They're just leaving the parking lot. True. <laughs> you know what reminds me of one of those? I don't even show my age here. But you guys remember when there was like old photo developing booths in like the middle of parking lots? Yeah. Where you would go up and drop off rolls of film on one side, and like two hours later, you go on the other side and pick them back up. Yep. Yeah, I remember those. Oh. <laughs> Do we know oh what city God. they're in? No, I don't. I was gonna say it was never think said. They right? ever say? Do they? No, I, if I, they did, I didn't know. I yeah, didn't know I, I didn't catch it either. I was, I was trying to figure it out too because it, it looks, it almost looks local to our area. To be honest, it doesn't look too different from around here. No, sure, like Pittsburgh yeah. outskirts yeah, or yeah, something that's what I was like thinking, that. Yeah, yeah, yep. it wouldn't be super surprising because because they have those they have those ticket booths in areas in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. all over like the old Pittsburgh and stuff. Well, they have a lot yeah, of those who's, in your, who's uh, Who's who's paying a ticket at ten forty five at night when there's like? When there's that's, what, I mean, that's what Chris means is like it's not at the end of a parking lot where it's one way in, one way out. You got to pay to get through. Yep. Yeah, just drive away, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things. Like when they're like, "No, it's got to be ticket booth, but we can't have it. Where else can we put it?" But that's like one of those things where you're like, while you're watching the movie, you don't think about it, but like after, you're like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, that's what? a little weird." But... Wouldn't wouldn't have like some weird like security like like a security camera like station worked better also worked better for the story of this movie where you can see him through screens and stuff like wouldn't that make sense to make him a security guard where he's watching a parking lot or like yeah yeah i mean that's okay sure yeah so Grayson, did you realize that he's the kid from marriage story i didn't realize that till right now is he really he's the son from marriage story i did not realize that but that that makes sense he's good though yeah, I mean, he was good in um, Marriage Story. So, yeah. does he play a similar role in that, or is it no, really different? Just a just a kid whose parents are going through. You ever seen Marriage Story? No. Just check it out. It's a pretty decent movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was up for, it was up for Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Check that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might make um, sense. Legitimately, <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty good movie. I gotcha. It's funny. I, I was like, I was looking for his long. I was like, oh, his IMDb only goes back to 2016, but then I realized, oh, he's like nine. Yeah, he's like ten years old. So. You're gonna have things like that when he's a nine-year-old. <laughs> Jeez, he, I'm, I'm gonna see when he was born, just so Roger, we can feel the oldest possible. It doesn't say when he's born, but sorry, I was, I was like born like two, 2011. Like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not really. I was. I never had to like. I my heart never got racing. I never got nervous. I this movie was kind of just like, okay, I've seen it. I'm never gonna watch it again. Type deal. Yeah, I don't think I'll be seeing this. Yeah, again. this is kind of one and done for me. Yeah. I mean, there's, not, there's, there's nothing. I mean, this will, I'm, I'm sure this will enjoy a very healthy Netflix run next Halloween. You know, I mean, I'm sure that it'll find its audience and people will watch it, but it didn't really do anything for me. And, and that's saying something because, like, I really look forward to, like, a good horror movie. Yeah, you well, know? I mean, this really. So let me just, I'll just go ahead and rate this movie because I think we're done talking about it. I mean, this movie falls like right in the middle, probably a little bit lower for me. So I struggle with this because I always look when I give out a five 
as a five means generally I would tell somebody they should go see it at least. I don't think I can do that with this movie. So by that rule, I got to go like four and a half. And it's not because I think this movie's overly bad. It's just not, it's, it's unforgettable. And there's never a point where I'm like, oh yeah, watch this movie. It's scary or it's funny or it's um, portrays something really well. I don't think it really does anything particularly well, but it doesn't do anything overly bad. So I'm going to go like four and a half. Okay. That's fair. I, I'll go next. I, I think I'm going to give this thing a, a solid four is what it's going to get for me. Just kind of similar points. Like The best thing this thing has going for it is the imagery. They do a good job with Larry. They do a good job with some very specific parts of that. And other than that, though, it, it, it's got some jump scares, cool looking monster, but nothing I can really attach to. Like I can't tell. I, I'm in the same boat. I'm not going to say you should go pay $24 to you know get your ticket and your popcorn and your, and your Coke and watch this movie. It's just not going to happen. No, I was going to give it a straight four. I mean, that's to me, it's one of those movies where I've seen it, and if someone else wants to talk about it for a minute, I will. But it's never going to come up in my mind as like one of the better horror movies I've seen, or even like a good Halloween movie to watch. Um, yeah, I think the issue is I would never be like, you need to go see this movie, and I will never go out of my way to ever watch it again. Like that's the thing is this is like you said, Grayson, saying it a one and done. That's the easiest thing to. Well, I I think that's fair. I mean, I think it does maybe one or two interesting things. uh, But other than that, there's not really much going on in this movie that you don't get four other times in the year better. So let me let me ask you guys one question. and We'll wrap up talking about come play. Um, Do you think we get another one of these movies? I do not. Well, I think we might only because the premises it's it's an okay premise. And I think they'd like to give this kind of monster a second chance with like a real movie release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe, that was- maybe not immediately next year, but a couple of years down the road, we get, you know, like come play again or something like that. That's yeah. actually cool. Come play again. I could see that being a title. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I, th- I think there's a chance that we see, or a continuation of this story in a way, because maybe, Maybe you know Larry him up a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, you know, Larry wanted a specific person to be the friend, and he he accepted something else, and who obviously has has access to do things, you know, now in the present as well. So that might involve more than one character. You know, I think they could do something neat with that. That'd be an interesting well, idea. So something unique at least, which would be not, not a bad way to see next one. Which begs the question: How did how did Oliver get her into the like? What did Oliver read to get her into the into the room for even? You know, a short time. What did he read? Yep. Yeah, we did. That's the thing. It's one of those movies where you don't know the rules. Yeah, it's just as I was saying. He's like, to me, that's a huge negative. So anyway, but so I mean, I, it is what it is. Go watch it if you want. You know, a decent date movie to go. You know, maybe talk about afterwards. But I can't really see, especially what what else is there. Like there's there, there's there's better movies in the theater to watch right now. Oddly enough, you know, even like Empire Strikes Back is an infinitely better choice to watch. I mean, Toy back. Story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Story is much better, much 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 better. Um, okay, so let's move on to holiday. I'm so you. Can, I wish you could see my smart face right now. I am smiling. I can hear your. I can hear your smile. stupid ass voice. <laughs> <laughs> holiday came out October 28th. It is a Netflix original. Uh, is ju- directed by John Whitefell, written by Tiffany Paulson. I think it's important um, in a movie like this to if uh, to get the director and the writer. Emma Roberts is Sloan. Luke Bracey is Jackson, and I love Kristen Chenoweth as Aunt Susan. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. 
Uh, okay, who wants to dive in first? Roger, why don't you tell us what it's about very quickly? And it's always me. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably for That's the thing, man. It's, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, the real short version of the story is two people who kind of end up just being dates for each other's holidays. Um, I hate to break it down as simple as that, but that's holiday. The premise of you this know, movie is they not meet deep. up after Christmas. They set their first date to be platonic for uh, New Year's, and then they basically date throughout the year uh, just on holidays. So, which actually kind of worked for me yeah. somewhat. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really surprised I didn't hate this movie. So now that being said, this movie is not good. Not good. <laughs> But I didn't hate it. Okay, let's be fair. Emma Roberts makes it better than um, no, no. probably could be. Luke Bracey makes this movie great because he he rules. <laughs> and listen, listen, every party they go to is raging. Right? Like, they go to the best parties. Right? Like that New Year's party. All right, people go hard for New Year's. I get that. That's cool. Super fancy, super formal, looked awesome. Like when they're going for like Cinco de Mayo, where are they out, baby? You right? I have no idea. This is in Chicago. They're not in that shithole city. There's no <laughs> way. Well, so I think the only time Chicago does matter is when they're on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, because that's Chicago's thing where they dye the rivers green. And okay, all that, okay, so. okay. Yeah, and and there there's a shot of that too. Yes, so they that too. I mean, that's how they verified Chicago. Yeah, I get you, but still, but like like everywhere else doesn't happen in this no, goddamn town. Man. They they go hard. Like Halloween party banging. Right, it was a bang in Halloween. De Mayo, I was in Louisiana in Cinco de Mayo one time. Right, that was on par. That was awesome was looking. Good. Yeah, good I'd, have, I'd have been there. Ah, oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Got a sidetrack. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, I was in Chicago for a year. They do have a lot of parties like that. There are a lot of buildings that throw those ragers. I mean, they're 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 there. Trust me. I have a hard time imagining Grayson at any kind of a rager. Raging at Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> You know what? I did say that I wanted one of the little tiny sombreros that I must have one of those. Yep. Uh, now, I'm just, now I'm just picturing Grayson uh, glow stick dancing. Yeah. Yeah, just glow sticks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I Okay, so here's the thing about this movie is that this has to be like a – it's kind of like a, a bro comedy, but it's not. Well, it's a bro comedy with a guy and a chick. I mean, that's the short version of this. So it's, it's, it's a platonic bro comedy. It is a romantic comedy, but like it's more of a bro, like a like a, a bro comedy than it is a romantic comedy, though. You know, because for a large part of the movie, there's no sexual feelings. There, there's just, there's there's nothing. Sure, you know what I mean. So it's kind of like, or very know, little, at least. And these, okay, let's okay. <laughs> this movie, though, real cringy. Mm-hmm. It, this movie suffers from like that. I remember Roger had that. You have a real big problem with like the girl who doesn't know how effing hot she is oh my god <laughs> yes I mean, you don't have that in this though which is nice no they do she I don't know. No, talks about how no one wants her and you know no she definitely thinks she's not hot she hasn't dated anybody for a calendar year yeah i think she was implying that was her choice yeah i never really got that vibe okay so, <laughs> i know i know what you're how you, i know with, yeah. if you spin it that way it's a different story well yeah and she talks about how good she looks in that dress and stuff blah 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 oh, slash yeah. shame and she all that real good in that dress yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just I, she's not she's not the that stereotypical. I don't know how hot I am. You know what I mean? She knows she's good looking. In this well, movie. that's that's true. I, I I understand what you mean yeah. by that. Sure. 
Yeah, we're not getting the whole. We're not, we're not getting kissing booth here. That's not happening. Oh, yeah. But in the in the beginning of the movie, she acts like she can't find a boyfriend, and she's trying so hard. Like you know what I mean? Like you get that. You kind you you kind of get that vibe. Well, you know the one I, thing I, I have a real problem with this is her family keeps trying to set her up. Now I, I know it becomes a point, a, a plot point for somebody else with Farouk, the handsome doctor next door. Like, why wouldn't you at least be nice to that guy? Like, what's wrong with him? I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. He's not ugly. He's good with kids. At least go have coffee with the guy. Yeah, what's right? wrong with that? Man, text him or something. And, I don't know. And he's a doctor, makes great money, good, good with kids. Yeah, like, and, and he's handsome. Like. So there was something wrong with her. Like, I don't. Ooh, know. Ooh, let me let me guys ask you one question about this. Movie. What is her job? She does insurance or something. I don't. Know. She she works from home. No, That's all she I'm works sure. from home. They establish that. Yeah. But they only they only go for her job for like four minutes of the movie. And other than that, I assume that she's just free to party on random days. Like, I don't know where you work, but I don't get Cinco de Mayo off. No. So <laughs> it's not just like, yeah, I'm out of the office, Cinco de Mayo. That's not a holiday. <laughs> yeah. that was a good time good time to go have some delicious food and tequila 100% on board with that I also have a job <laughs> I, I assume that was a uh, like a weekend they, those were all like weekend parties I assumed anyway I don't no, know why I would Mayo on a Sunday afternoon well <laughs> <laughs> no man I mean it is what it is but there are some funny one liners in this too it's like when for instance, when 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 she's trying to return return the, the pajamas that are obviously like twenty sizes too big for her, yeah, um, after she and the entire day, yeah, <laughs> also funny. That's also how like her her little brother gets engaged and like she looks like a bum. I thought that was so funny. Um, there are a lot of good one liners. I actually laughed out loud several times in this movie too. Uh, for instance, when she, for instance, when that when uh, Luke, no, no, not Luke, um, Jackson is at that his like his fake girlfriend's parents house in the beginning and yes. she okay that was really funny when he didn't get a <laughs> gift yeah <laughs> the line the line that comes out after that hilarious no, yeah. i won't bust that out because i don't want to ruin that for somebody who watches <laughs> it but trust me you will laugh at that line yeah that was, was awesome I, yeah i assume you laughed a lot roger because i mean there's some inappropriate stuff said in this well, so let, let, i just want to talk about this one of the issues i have with this movie is i don't know what kind of movie this is supposed to be like, like this isn't comedy? a typical romantic comedy. Like this movie is very R rated for like twelve minutes. Okay, yeah. And then the rest of it, it's just kind of ho hum romantic comedy style. And I don't, I don't understand if they like made some small changes in it just to be like drop an f bomb here or do this or make say something wildly inappropriate about a hand job in the parking lot. Like while being, it was very funny kind of out of left field right like yeah. it felt like it didn't really fit in with this movie and not to say this movie was going to win any awards or anything but <laughs> it's kind of segmented i guess i don't know well, i and i like how king, king black is in this movie too he's in so many netflix movies that's like his thing man netflix. Well, I mean, you, get, you get a contract you go do it right yeah i'll take the easy money always <laughs> always I mean, it is so. The, all, a bunch of the one lines I thought were pretty funny. Uh, I already mentioned that. I, I really did. You let me ask you this. The and the answer to me is yes. I thought they did have chemistry. Now that's always one of the big things in romantic comedy: do they or do they not have any on-screen chemistry? I thought they did, and I'm pretty sure those two have slept together in real life. <laughs> <laughs> this movie cheats, though. 
have to cheat. They don't have to have any chemistry for like eighty percent of the movie because they're not because it's supposed to be platonic. True. There's not a lot of scenes where they actually have to pull off the chemistry thing. They get they do well back and forth and off of each other, you know, like in all of their scenes that they're together. And don't get me wrong, but like the actual romantic chemistry between these two, it's very there's there's so little of it because of the way the movie's set up. So I don't know, it kind of, it kind of cheats on that front, I think. Well, so I want to bring up one thing about their New Year's Day. Okay, so their New Year's Day, they're having a pretty good time. Yeah, right? like you can tell, like they're actually having yeah. a good bit of fun. Now, listen, they're there as a platonic. Co- it's easier to have fun that way. I understand, but when he goes to take a piss at eleven fifty nine fifty, and the ball drops while he's in the john, yep. I thought that was hilarious, right? Yeah. Because she's watching everybody kiss around them like they're having a good time. He walks out, he's like, oh. Sorry. Yeah. It, yep. And just goes on the light like nothing happened. Well, like <laughs> that was funny to me though. Well, it was, but like so, like this movie might have been completely different if if the the gaff hadn't happened before that sets up that scene. Sure. Because they are having a really good time. There's a lot of like there's there is some chemistry. I would have been a hell of a first date. Yeah, it would have been a very I think like a, you could have had a different movie if that goes you know in a different way because you know she's obviously irritated. He feels like a like an ass, and then you know the ball drops and. Sorry. The camera looks around the room at all the couples making out, and, and it shows her aunt making out with that art student. Yeah. Yes. The aunt's my hero in this. I don't know, man. That's so – okay, all jokes aside, don't you think the aunt thing was overplayed? Like I do. I do. This movie always has that overplayed well, character. So I understand what it's doing. Like she also had holidays, right? Like yeah. that was the whole thing that was from a it. setup, yeah. But – I mean, we swing from wildly young to guys so old he's having a heart attack. I just it was a little much for me. I got you. It was a little. It was a little like they overplayed their hand. Once or twice they run into each other. They run into each other at every party. <laughs> if I kept running into my aunt at every party, I would not go to those parties anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, the family one, sure, I get it. You see her at Christmas, Thanksgiving. Well, maybe even Fourth of July, they went out of the lake house. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. Sure. My aunt will not be at the Halloween party I'm at. You know, she will not be at the New Year's party. It's just not going to be a thing. Damn sure won't see her on Valentine's Day because that's weird. Yeah, right? Yikes. (laughs) I mean, she's getting it, though. I mean, aunt's working. Working. (laughs) I'm good for her. I really enjoyed uh, Channa with in this. Um, But I think they overplayed it. I think she, this movie was kind of long, too. It was a little long. And I think it felt like we celebrated all the holidays and a wedding, by the way, and a wedding. Yeah, I also think it. I did think it was funny that he went with the aunt to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that was good. (laughs) That was funny. There's a scene with a finger that that made that made me laugh too. Like I don't know, he goes, he goes, "Are you sure it's mine?" And (laughs) I chuckled at that one. Well, because like, but that was the setup for the joke, but there was no finish to the joke because it shouldn't have been his. That's the whole thing. It's like if, if it wasn't his, that would have been better. That would have been funny. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. No, that's <laughs> not yours. Well, so I actually have an issue with the scene immediately after that where they're at the hospital. Oh, me too. So why are they smoking weed in the hospital? There's no world in 2020 like, where that happens. How does that happen? There's like, no world. Listen, if they'd have got stoned on the way to the hospital, I totally understand that. Like it actually makes sense. It would have calmed him down. Things would have been a little bit more mellow. They're giggly making stupid yeah. jokes why they're there. Like cool. you don't have to – who's – you cannot smoke weed in a hospital. It's almost—it's it's almost like the opening to that scene because it shot a certain way. Like they—they they wanted that opening shot. 
Yeah, like stupid. It, it, like they felt like that was the that was the shot, and that was yeah, that pulled me out for a minute. Ugh. Yeah, I, I I can agree with you on that. That was a little jarring, only because like the thing, so they didn't. I think the what's most jarring about it, they didn't need that scene. Like, yeah, true. You didn't need that at all. So, I mean, obviously, you could have just huffed nitrous. Well, and then here's the other thing. <laughs> just going back to the whole weed thing. The, the the scene that that's introduced in, they're all getting they're all in a van, and the person driving just starts ripping on the oh, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's a bit of an oversight, don't we think? Because because they, they would never have someone crack open a beer and drink it, you know, like right True. there on camera for everyone on Netflix to see. Like that's not gonna happen. And they just old auntie just starts just starts ripping on this stuff. Like it's just oh, cool and fine. Why 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 wouldn't they have it? I don't, I'm confused. I think you're confusing, like, filming props to, like, real... Well, no, it's... Again, though, like, he's right. You wouldn't have her, like, shotgun a beer before she drove a bunch of people somewhere, would you? I mean, mate, if it's... I mean, no. you're talking morally Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if it works in the story, if it's funny in the story, why not? Because it's extremely illegal. <laughs> and it's... And it's bad choices being made. I don't know. Like, like, like there's certain things they don't kill kids in most movies. You know what I mean? There's a reason for that. It's because people people don't agree with that. I don't know. It's just it bothered me. It did. You know, it was something that stuck out to me harshly enough to bring it up on this show. So I'm sure there's other people with my viewpoint on that. It was again though. It was just weird. Yeah, it, I think it's just it's just poor decision making on on spots that like maybe they should have just over like like what what meeting room were they in? And they were like, you yeah, know, that's the scene. You know make what I mean? And no happen. one brought that up. You know what? You know what? There again, one of the missed op. There's so many missed opportunities in this movie too. I think to be funny, um, I think there was missed opportunities to be for some good comedy too. That they just moved on from the scene too quickly, or maybe it is on the cutting room floor for time. I I, I don't know. But an hour, an hour and forty five minutes, so they they may have ran out of time for a lot of that. Yeah, I, I assume there's a lot of stuff we did not see as yeah. far as what they shot and and juxtaposed to what they used. Um, but I thought this movie. Now, Come Play, we talked about, wasn't funny, but it's, it is a horror, thriller, mystery movie. This, as a comedy, would you, would, you, would you put this in the comedy category as what it set out to do? I think it's more of a comedy for most of it than it is a romantic for a romance movie. Right now, listen, obviously, I know romantic comedy covers it, but this is more comedy than it is romance. I agree with that. And here, But the I other thing, so. too, and this is something that I, it pains me to say is the romance part of this movie actually kind of works. Like, they don't do a bad job at it when things do come to fruition. Yeah. So I was okay with that to the point where they made a decision that I was like, huh, I didn't see that coming. So Wait, which, which decision did you not see coming? Well, I don't really want to spoil the movie, but just assume it was after something happened and something else happened. So. Yeah. Oh, 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 you know what I thought was funny is if the choir things changed. You know, you know what I think is would have been funny is if the choir said or sang everything she was saying for like the first fifteen seconds. I thought that was a missed opportunity too. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I don't have them seeing dropping the f bomb. However, would have been funny. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that would have been funny. Also, so, so do we think that Ryan Gosling shows up, or is that is that just a look alike? No, there's no Ryan Gosling. Okay. No. Okay. Fine. My bad. Jeez. What are you talking? Where was there a Ryan Gosling lookalike? In the supermarket when they talk about the Ryan Gosling train. No, I never no, thought that. No, a, so some... she says Ryan Gosling wouldn't do his own shopping. Right behind her in the frozen food section, there's a guy that looks there's, – there's at least a Ryan Gosling lookalike right there. 
shopping. If that's real, I didn't. I didn't see it. Okay, so. I got that's you. Fine. I mean, that's fine. I, I, I want to watch this movie again, though. So, to be honest, I, I actually expected to see Ryan Gosling in the end of this movie for like two seconds. Well, so I, I mean, you, you should you should rewatch where they're fighting on Thanksgiving Day about in, in the supermarket because there's at least a look like they do that on purpose. Well, maybe, but I didn't I didn't notice that at, at, at all actually. Well, I'm more I'm more intuitive than you, and that's fine. Mm, you know what I mean? Fair. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. I've really, i really, I laughed a lot. Um, there are a lot of very inappropriate one-liners too. Oh, I think um, that's that's so ninety percent of the laughs in this movie come from the wildly inappropriate one-liners. Which, I mean, honestly, it helps the movie out, but sometimes it's just like, what? Who? Why would you say that? Yeah, things well, like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of, like like there's there's a lot of talking about about male ejaculation. Like there's there's like a four or five different times when they talk about male ejaculation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's funny to me over and over again, but I can understand why someone might not find that as funny, but I do. I find it funny. Well, again, though, so, I mean, I already mentioned it once was the, all the R rated stuff that they like kind of slammed in all together. So like, I wonder if they like wrote a bunch of this stuff and was like, we need more of this and then just shoot it, shoot it, say something funny, shoot something else and yeah. then cut it in. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how stuff works like that anymore. <laughs> okay. So let me, okay. So did you, you know, I, I I always say this, but you know, without without drama, there you don't have a movie. So, did did you like the drama part of this with like the the brother, the the young, young younger brother and his new wife, completely not connecting on levels they thought they did? Uh, so, the older sister, no, and her, her because husband, I really why that came their marriage, why that became a thing, because we don't get a resolution besides they end up in therapy. Yeah, they go to therapy. That's all you get out of that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was just ways of <laughs> comedy. Watch. Did, did you watch the ending like, yeah. during during the credits? Wait. When they show you all those pictures of all the couples that are happy? You get a resolution, just not one oh, in the middle. Well, yeah, but what, what was their picture again? I can't remember now. The Their picture was I, – I don't remember, but like the older sister and her husband were somewhere – oh, in Vegas. Oh, yeah. They, they were saying yeah. Um, I actually kind of dug that, to be told. I, I thought that was a good way to show us how everything ended. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, the, and the, the movie just ends. Yeah, right. it kind of does. Well, wait, where, where else are they going to go? Well, no, I, I'm okay with that. Well, I thought we were going to get like like a like seeing them at uh, come full circle at Christmas, and and like you'd get actual like an actual like Christmas holiday with them because that's where it all began. How about, mom, how about the one time the mom's like, "I just want to see my only child happy," and she's like, mom, "She's like, hey, I'm not your only child, <laughs> my only single child." <laughs> That's the every time I see that woman, I'm like, oh, that's the mother from Titanic. I keep forgetting that. Is that how your parents talk to you, Grayson? No. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> so I'll be honest. In Several this- hundred miles away, and it hurts just as much. <laughs> At this current time, I am the only sibling of four who is not um, seriously in a committed relationship. So. Mm, nice. That? Um. Uh, yeah, so back to holiday more, you know, let's, let's get off the whole Grayson subject. Um, what else did you guys, what did you guys not like about holiday? No, it's probably too long. Yeah, I agree with that. A L- little bit too long. There's some scenes that I just think were unnecessary, not needed, not well thought out. Other than that, though, the, the movie's, the movie's cute. It's fine. I agree with that. I think we end up, Roger, I know that you and I, at least Chris, I, I think you bring it up very often. When we watch a Netflix movie, there's very often, 
I think there's more wasted scenes in Netflix movies, and I think Netflix does it just because they heck, can why, just do it. Why shoot it? You know why not? Yeah. Um, I think this movie suffers from that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think you're right about the weed smoking. That scene went on way too long, um, and it was unnecessary. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't unnecessary because again, you 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 bring Farouk in as the doctor to reattach the dude's hand. It could have been but, high when he got there, or, or yeah. drunk, but, or whatever. But nothing comes of it. Like nothing. He didn't attach the wrong finger. He didn't botch the job. Like nothing funny comes of it. I did so, like how his finger was like eight different colors after that. <laughs> you like how I mean, she? That's bad like, news for a golf pro to lose a finger. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad actually. And when she's like. I'm a, you want some chalk? He's like, no, I'm a professional athlete. I don't want that crap. He's like, you're, she's like, you're a golfer. What do you have to do? Well, when, when, well, when he says about not doing drugs or something and she's like, you call yourself a, a professional yes, athlete. That, was, that was good. That was a good, that was probably my favorite one liner. Yeah. There, there, there's some good, there's some good, um, one liners in this one. I think better than most movies. This has some really good one liners. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, a movie like good boy, Good, good boys has better one-liners because like it just they're tailor-made to like you know they're always dealing with people twice their age so it's funny but like this movie still has some good one-liners oh yeah now, most, like, most of good boys is entirely inappropriate which made it hilarious right yeah, i think so um so let's i guess let's move to scoring this um now be it it is a it is a netflix movie they expect this i think the cleverness of holiday is it applies to every single holiday Oh yeah, so, so I was gonna I was gonna pose that question before we finalize. Is this a Christmas movie? No, actually, I was surprised in the first five minutes. It's not like I realized this is not a Christmas I mean, movie. I, I I can get where they can slot it in as a Christmas movie, yeah. sure, but it's it's more of a. It's, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie. That's all I gotta say. It's just, it's just a date movie, I think. That's yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, this is this is just a romantic comedy. There's this isn't I I wouldn't categorize this as a as a certain holiday movie. If anything, it's a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> There's a lot more stuff takes place on Thanksgiving yeah. than any other holiday, sure. Yeah. Or a wedding movie. Lots of stuff happens on the wedding. Yeah. Um, I um yeah, I so let's let, let's move to scoring this then. If you were so who wants to start us off? You. All right. I'm gonna give it a straight five. Um I can definitely see you thought I was gonna give it higher, didn't you? I'm I'm working on that. I'm working yeah, on honestly. I did think it was gonna be higher. I I, I will admit well, there's a reason I thought you were gonna give it higher too, because I'm also gonna give it a five just because like this is the borderline of where I would tell somebody to watch it. Because listen, I didn't overly dislike this movie. It's just like I said to start off, it's just really not that good. Um you will laugh though, which I mean does help for a comedy. So there's that. I think comparatively, I laughed more. I had a better time with this movie than I have any of our other romantic comedies up to this point. That actually is Palm Springs romantic comedy. Palm Springs is a comedy. Mm. (laughs) There's a difference. Uh, This, I think this, I think this movie is getting a seven from me. I really like this movie. I'm I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna be able to recommend it to people. I think it was it was cute. Like I had a really good time with this movie, even though it has a lot some flaws that didn't like. I really thought this was the better romantic comedy I've seen in a long time. So I like this one a lot. It's pretty good. As a matter of fact, I was going to say my the reasoning behind the five is I could absolutely recommend this to anyone, but for me, for staying, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm perusing romantic comedies, I don't think for like a second viewing, I don't think I'd ever choose this one. I could watch this movie more than once, I think, and be okay with it. I could, I, I could definitely have this on in the background and just like 
peek in on it anytime while I'm talking with somebody, having a good time or something. Like this movie, this is this is a movie that you could watch. You know, I think multiple times and be okay with it because it's oh, a movie you can you just. Know, you know what in. I thought one of the you know what I thought one of the big misses was Roger, and I think you're gonna agree with me on this one is do you remember that scene when they couldn't figure out if they had sex? Yes, I, I thought why that was a thing. I thought this movie was gonna end, of course, with her realizing she's pregnant. As soon as I saw that scene, like, oh, this is obviously gonna go to pregnancy. 100% going to go to she's pregnant at the end. But then in the, in the next scene... I think scene, that would have made it significantly worse of a movie. You think so? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because I didn't... It'd be unnecessary. I just... It would be bad. That's fair. I mean, I just... I thought it was going to happen because they make such a big deal about not knowing if they did it or not. And then... But in the next scene, she was drinking alcohol with her mother. So I'm like, well, well that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's definitely not going to happen, but... Uh, yeah, that's one. That's one thing I definitely thought was going to happen. Chris, did you think that too, or am I just by myself over here? I think it's just you. Okay, fair. Huh, interesting. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Mm. All right. So, yeah. you think about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This has been episode one ninety nine. Next week is the big two hundo of For the Love of Cinema. Where each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast servers of your choice of the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google, Pod, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and also Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Oh, Roger, what you type just threw me off every time. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Check us out there and on YouTube. See some of our funny videos there. And next week, we're looking at Let Him Go, which is theatrical release of Kevin Costner, and The Lie on Amazon. The Lie. Okay. It's a Blumhouse movie. So. Oh, okay. Right, I'm in. Well, and we're going to talk about Mandalorian, right? Yeah, Mando. Oh, yes. Mandalorian episodes one, two, and three, if you've seen them. I'll, I'll have all three watched. You guys going to have all three watched? Uh, I'll definitely have the first two. Probably third. I'll watch, I'll watch the three this uh, this week. All right, then uh, those are the three choices for next week. And gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining me on this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Mm -hmm.